0: You're listening to Ditch the Diet Radio with myself, Rachel Foy, the Food Freedom Coach. This is a podcast for smart, driven, high-achieving women who are sick and tired of their food struggles holding them back from having a life that they really want. So if you're ready to stop the struggle with eating, fighting your body, and ultimately find your own food freedom, then you, my gorgeous, are so in the right place right now. If you love the conversations that we have here on Ditch the Diet Radio, then be sure to check out my website at RachelFoy.com for free workshops, gifts, and much, much more. So are you ready? Here's a brand new episode from Ditch the Diet Radio. Let's go. Right then, everyone. Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of Ditch the Diet Radio with myself, Rachel Foy. How are we all doing today? So it's a brand new week. Um, I'm sat here with my cup of tea, ready to get started, and we have got an amazing guest on the other end of the call I'm going to introduce you to her just in a second, but before we do, um, I just wanted to kind of, I suppose, reiterate the, the concept really as to what Ditch the Diet Radio is all about. You know, there's so many women out there who are freaking out about food, they get stressed about what they're eating, they're constantly criticizing themselves, they're judging themselves, and I really, really just want to help people get to that place of where they just feel comfortable and confident with who they are. You now I struggled myself with eating, eating dysfunction, eating disorders, food obsession, weight obsession for probably about 12 years and actually during that time it didn't really help me in any way shape or form, it just made me become really self-conscious, my self-worth was at a rock bottom, my self-esteem was non-existent um, and I just basically lost over a decade of my life. And I really believe that we as women, you know, we really need to start standing together to start supporting each other to become the best and the most competent versions of ourselves. Because far too many of us, we do judge and we do criticize. And, and actually, judgment and criticism shouldn't really have any place whatsoever in the world that we're choosing to live in. So I think there's a song. Well, there is a song, actually. All we need is love you probably familiar with that one. You know, I think again, just to kind of reinforce this really powerful message that we're never ever going to change our bodies. We're never going to change how we feel about ourselves through punishment and through criticism and through hate. And the more we can start to I suppose love the bodies that we have and start loving ourselves and start looking after ourselves, that's when we're going to get to a place of actually feeling better about who we are. So, Ditch the Diet Radio is bringing together some of the leading industry experts on women's empowerment, on body confidence, on emotional eating, on healing our relationship with food and I'm gonna be interviewing them. So, should we move on? Oh, I'm so excited. I want to introduce to you today's guest. Now, some of you might be familiar with this lovely, lovely lady, but for those of you who don't, I'm just gonna let you know who she is. So she is a speaker, she's a coach, she's a hay house author. That's a bit difficult to say, blah, 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 but she empowers modern-day women to stop dieting for good by adopting a healthy, loving relationship with food and a brand new lifestyle that reflects this as well. So without further ado, I'm really excited. I'm getting a little bit giddy now. (laughs) I want to introduce to you our amazing, our amazing guest right now. Mel, are you there? I'm here. Mel. Mel Wells on the phone from the Green Goddess. How are you today, my gorgeous?
1: I am wonderful. I'm so pleased to be speaking with you finally.
0: I know. We've kind of, well, I've been stalking you for a little while. (laughs)
1: Like yes we've of, been friends for a while haven't we in various business groups and um, it's just been taking us a while to get our act
0: together and finally connect and, and do some kind of collaboration or call so this is perfect it is it's so lovely to finally chat with you it's quite funny because sometimes I'm sure that you know this as well Mel we kind of like we're aware of people we know about other coaches and other people that are doing amazing transformational work out there and you kind of feel like you know them but actually you don't <laughs> And then when you actually get to talk to them, it's like, oh, no, actually, I kind of feel like I do know you, which is really nice. It, yeah, it does feel like we already know each other. But I think that's good as well,
1: because um, we, there's not many people doing this in England in the yes, UK. I know.
0: Yeah, so, um, a yeah, bit of an exception there. But again, that's also good, because then we can start empowering more people, and getting a bit of a British movement behind all this body image, food obsession kind of stuff. Definitely definitely uh right for um, for those of you that actually might not know mel because mel is absolutely she's fabulous at what she does and like i said i've been stalking her for a little while in a very positive way not in a kind of freaky kind of way um but mel for those of you that don't actually know i suppose what you do and your you know your background i suppose you've got something called the the green goddess life mm. um where, where did that all come from like what's 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 it all about
1: um, well, yeah, to be honest, I'm actually getting away from the Green Goddess Life um, brand now oh, well, okay. that's something that I started when I first became passionate about nutrition, which was basically me um, expressing my food obsession in a different way. Mm-hmm so um my kind of background is um I used to be an actress on a soap called Hollyoaks um I did a lot of modeling and I was kind of in that scene I really abused my body in that time really put a a lot of pressure on myself to be um very very thin and I thought that it would guarantee me um success when I felt very out of control in my in my industry um I'm sure you've kind of heard similar stories, but um but basically I kinda of, I lived with an eating disorder for six years and it really just ruled my life and just robbed me of so many moments and experiences and just consumed me, really. It consumed me. I hated I hated my body. I thought that I couldn't live my my perfect life until my body was fixed. I couldn't go after my dreams until I'd lost 10 pounds. Um and really lived my whole life waiting to change my body first,
0: yeah,
1: and it was just miserable um for me personally my my biggest turning points was um first of all, losing my dad um to cancer, which really um ignited a an urgency in me to teach people about how to take care of their health more mm-hmm.
0: um
1: but as I said, I became really obsessed with healthy food um and this was really um I'd say uh, I changed my food, I changed my nutrition, but my relationship with food still hadn't changed. Okay. So I was experiencing um a time when when I used to binge on sugary crap and and you know whatever I could get my hands on, it kind of changed to you know, I was kind of promoting this, like, everyone has to live this vegan lifestyle, drink green smoothies, da-da-da, which is all great now because I've got a great attitude about it. But at the time when I first started out, it was very much like I was um, telling everyone to eat all these foods and what not to eat. But I wasn't, I hadn't connected the dots between the relationship that we actually have with food, which was what I was still struggling with. So I was still trying to be perfect, follow this perfect diet, had a very high, um, high standard, um, for myself and really, um, would punish myself if I ever broke it or when, you know, broke the rules or whatever. Um, and it was actually when I started health coaching, when I started working with clients, um, that I saw my own patterns reflected back to me, um, in them. So I'd been attract, I was attracting these clients to me that were following all my rules but then giving themselves all this guilt and shame around food and really beating themselves up and i realized that my job started becoming rather than telling them what to eat and what not to eat i was started to coach them around how to how to love their bodies so it was really through coaching them years ago when i first started out that helped me heal myself and develop a real system to help women love their love their food and love their bodies at the same time and not try and be perfect and live a life of more freedom around food so that's really how I all started out so yeah to um to go back to the green goddess life that's that was really a um that was really my first blog and so it's
0: come on quite a way since then um so now it's all about freedom that's so important. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, obviously, you, you do this on a daily basis, you talk to women on a daily basis, like I do. And quite often, as you've just identified, it's that lack of love and acceptance that so many women have for themselves, particularly of their bodies, that actually fuels this obsession in the first place. Yeah. It's not all about the food, is it? It's not all about what they're eating. It's not about about how they're eating. It's that underlying lack of Self- i'm not good enough yet self care self acceptance self love and that's something that so many people don 't even talk about yeah, exactly,
1: and food is just the symptom it 's just the way that they are expressing that
0: mm. it's um I suppose from your point of view as well, because obviously you you studied nutrition didn't you, so you kind of went down the route of learning about food from a nutritional point of view. did that actually help you with your your relationship to food. Or did that sort of fuel it even more with you learning about what foods are kind of good and healthy and what foods you should stay away from? Like, how did that fit in with your relationship at the time?
1: Yeah, I mean I'd say it definitely helped me in a way that now I have a real good understanding of what my body needs to thrive mm. and what all people need to thrive um but yeah certainly it didn't address my messed up relationship with food um I had to really do the work with that and my turning point for that was you know as well as as well as my clients kind of gently nudging me towards. Yes. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Um, I had a conversation with my ex-husband and we kind of really talked about having a baby and suddenly it became not about me anymore and my weight became just so irrelevant because I was like, well, I really want to have, I really want to be a good mum, I really want to be a good role model and how on earth am I going to deal with pregnancy when I'm so obsessed with my weight and my body? Like, I really need to get my shit together and sort this out, really, if I want to be a mum. So that was my my big moment where I was like, literally made a massive commitment to myself and said, you have to focus on health and wellness from the inside out rather than just being thin and how you like what you weigh on the scales. So that was when I chucked my scales out and, um, quit literally quit all my habits and stopped giving myself such a hard time. And it literally, it was really uh, wobbly at first, but it, I found it, I found a daily practice in it, you know, I stopped looking at my my belly in the mirror at like six times a day. Yeah, you know, I stopped obsessing over food. I literally, it felt like surrender. It felt like I am just surrendering. And the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to gain some weight. It's
0: not the end of the world. Like I had to put it in perspective, mm. you know. Um, I think I think that weight gains are really quite. Um, It's it's a significant thing to mention because I think a lot of women, especially like, you know, listening to this right now, when you are in that place of not dieting anymore, you're throwing your scales away, you're ditching the diets, you're trying to break the good food, bad food thinking, you know, as as you've just mentioned. I think so many women, they get absolutely paralyzed at the thought of, but I'm going to put weight on. Like, you know, that's the thing, again, that perpetuates the cycle of calorie control and restriction and all that kind of stuff. But from what you have just said there, and I'm sure that it wasn't as easy as you said, but it sounds like it for you, it was more of a mindset shift, wasn't it? It really was. It It really was a mindset shift. And everything
1: that I teach now is all about teaching women how to have those mindset shifts, mm-hmm. you know, like so many small little shifts that can just completely change your attitude to food and your body. Um, but yeah, like I, you know, because I'd been so restrictive on myself before, of course I gained a bit of weight, but you know, I also gained my life back. And the truth was, you know, because I was able to understand my emotional eating and understand the reasons for binging, I was actually able to to unpick those, which meant that those habits stopped, which meant that I, I, you know, I've been able to find my body's natural place where it feels happy and I really enjoy being healthy I really enjoy keeping fit but it's just my whole mindset around it has changed so I'm not doing it to change my body I'm doing it because I love my body rather than because I hate her
0: absolutely it's a complete opposite to what everybody believes isn't it Yeah, no, you know everybody and I was guilty of doing this as well I would convince myself right I'll start my diet on Monday because we always start diets at the beginning of the week (laughs) I start my diet on Monday and when I dropped like 10 pounds and for me it was actually 10 pounds for me was always that window and I believed when I was down the 10 pounds suddenly there would be like unicorns and pink glitter and rainbows and everything would be like yay amazing and you know it's and it's one of those things that so many women they genuinely believe it you know in terms of a talk about a limiting belief as in preventing themselves from actually living their lives now they're waiting for their bodies to change and I think you know like you just said there when you can get in that headspace of flipping it around and be like right but this is here and now this is my life right now what do I need to do right now to make myself feel like I've got the unicorns and the glitter do you know what I mean it's yeah opposite confident- way around isn't it
1: and I, I, I was exactly the same with the 10 pounds um, because I think for me as well, there was a time when I used, to, I used to be so stupid with my food that I had been able to lose 10 pounds in a week. Mm-hmm. And so 10 pounds to me was that magic number. And there's actually a chapter in my book that's called When I've Lost 10 Pounds Isle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the magic At- number 10. <laughs> So, you know, and for other people, it's 20 and for other people, it's five. But the point is, it's just never enough. And, you know, you'll get to that goal weight at any cost and you won't be happy there. You know, you'll still be picking yourself apart. And, you know, I've worked with women in the modeling industry and I've worked with women in the fitness industry, you know, the bikini competitions. Mm -hmm. And to most people, you know, most people would kind of look at them and go, holy crap, their bodies are amazing. And they're perfect or whatever. And the truth is, a lot of the time, you know, they you can't tell anything from someone's appearance about the battle that they're really fighting. Absolutely. And they will still be scrutinizing their body, thinking that they need to lose another 10 pounds, you know, thinking that they need to have better abs or a better bum or whatever, or comparing themselves to the next person. And so, you know, loving your body doesn't start or end at a certain dress size or at a certain scale number and the same with with hating your body it doesn't start or end at a, at a perfect number or um or dress size you literally you literally it's a mental thing and you can't tell anything about someone's relationship with food or their bodies just from just from the way they look or or their body shape
0: no absolutely and like you've said i think if if someone is fighting so hard in the belief that they are going to be happier when they are a certain size and for most people that does involve weight loss rather than the opposite I think until someone is able to make that mindset shift of acceptance and the things that we're talking about, you're always gonna find other ways of not feeling good enough. Yes, yeah. And that's that's so true. And again, I can relate this to my story, clients that I'm thinking of, maybe you can as well with you, that even on occasion when I did get down that 10 pounds, there would still then be something that I was like, right, now I need to do this, this and this. Mm. And it's always that constant, that constant cycle of believing that you need to try harder that you need to do better that you need to be better, mm. um, and that 's just in your mind it 's a mindset thing
1: completely, and I think it's no um surprise that you know a lot of the people that we work with are recovering perfectionists or high achievers <laughs> totally <laughs> just, yep tick that to me <laughs> uh, exactly it's this whole, but we all have that you're not enough you 're not enough, you 're not enough, and you know it's really fascinating to me i um this I think you'll find really interesting. I was away um, in Mallorca a couple of weeks ago um, with Hay House on this like author's trip that we did. And one of the authors I was with is this incredible woman called Lisa Lister and she's writing a book called Witch. Mm. And she, I was talking to her about how women are always comparing themselves to other women and kind of we in in the media and in the like celebrity world and magazines, we are kind of conditioned to pit women against each other. And she said that roots way back thousands of years ago when um, women were witches and women had to out other women as witches to save themselves.
0: Oh, how fascinating is that? Gosh, that is really. I'm I'm properly into stuff like that. Kind of the whole, <laughs> kind of woo woo and you know all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's really interesting, isn't it? And yet now, like it's still it's still a thing. Like we we need to work
1: on sisterhood and you know because I think when you're when you're beating yourself up when you're hating on your body for not being perfect, you're kind of basically hating on every other woman's body because nobody's perfect, right? Absolutely, yeah. And sisterhood is what we really need to work on, and you don't see this with men. Like men are not men are not Picking each other part, apart in magazines, and you know, men are not being discussed with their body parts splashed all over the tabloids. Yeah, you know, it's it's women. We need to we need to build this this sisterhood up and stop comparing ourselves to other women and other women's bodies. And you know, and if we see someone that we think is beautiful, realize that it doesn't have any effect on how beautiful we are. Like it doesn't make you less.
0: Absolutely, now, that's really fascinating, actually. Because as you're talking, I'm sort of thinking about no sort of stories and things that do, you know, you sort of see them on Facebook and they're in the papers and that kind of thing. And most of the judgmental and critical, like criticism to do with bodies, it's all directed at females, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is, like, is that all we are? But that's what we've been taught, you know. We've been taught that, you know, men get talked about for their actions and for, you know, what, how, which, how admirable their their things are and their achievements. And um, and women are in the paper for how much weight they've
0: lost. Mm. Or how much weight they've gained. <laughs>
1: yeah, or how much weight they've gained, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's boring, but it's what we're being fed constantly. I mean, I must admit that's um, kind of a big part of the work, and obviously you you were in the media you were like you said on tv and all that kind of thing but I think certainly from a sociological point of view things like magazines and newspapers and even tv to a lot larger extent you know in terms of lack of body diversity it's a massive issue Mm -hmm. when this is like way bigger than me talking to someone way bigger than you and I talking like this is a massive Mm -hmm. epidemic and you know I'm Hopeful that something is going to shift, but like you said, it is very much female body focused, and that's just—it's not right, is it? It's not acceptable.
1: You're right, and I think there's there's this big movement at the moment of of body love and body acceptance, and they're using um, more. um I'm going to use my fingers and do quotation marks when I say <laughs> yes. curvy or plus size, right? But the problem with that is, you know, and I, again, like I've worked with a lot of you know these curve models or plus size models, and. Same thing, because, you know, they're telling you love your curves, but they're also saying, but not those curves, only those curves. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Love your curves if you're the perfect hourglass, ladies. But if you're not, sorry, you don't fit into those categories. Yes. You know, so it's still people are still not quite getting it. But I do think we're making a bit of progress. I mean, I grew up when it was the um, the size zero, you know, I was in my teenage years when this whole like size zero thing was happening. Mm. So I was super impressionable. And that was when I kind of developed my eating disorder as well, you know, going into the acting industry, it was all around the same time. And now it's all about the Kardashians and having a big bum. Yes, and I think it's just fascinating to watch
0: how bodies change with like fashion or like fashionable bodies yeah exactly again it's like how society dictates to us how we are supposed to physically look based on what time you know like there was this twiggy in the 60s when it was like super super boyish like no boobs no curves and then it was like the voluptuous and then like you said you know things change and that also just for me anyway it shows how what's the word how flippant society is as in one minute that body's acceptable and that's like normal and now all of a sudden that's not what you should look like you now need to try and look like this exactly
1: and just how easy it is for us all to become brainwashed into thinking that, that 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 that's now beautiful and that's what we should all be trying to to achieve absolutely but um but yeah it just it really does constantly kind of reinforce this this belief that we all deep down have of not being enough.
0: Absolutely. Just oh, that it's the food. Definitely. I think what you said then, I'm just kind of replaying what you said from that um that friend of yours, the about mm-hmm. that the witch and the witchcraft and yeah, mm-hmm. like where all that came from. I'm gonna look into that when we finished. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait for her book to come out. But um but it makes a lot of sense and yeah, I, I mean I'm I always think when you have and I've seen it, you know, happen with myself when you when you work on the relationship that you have with yourself and your own body and you do the work and you kind of really pay attention to that then you don't feel the need to judge, uh, judge other women's bodies as much as you might have before or yeah. bit or gossip or pick pick faults or find flaws you don't do that when you when you become loving and accepting of yourself and you can really say i enjoy being who i am you don't feel the need to do that because when when women are doing that it really is just a reflection of how they feel about themselves and these deep
0: insecurities absolutely and you do you do notice that don't you like some Again, sort of thinking about what we used to do, and I was struggling with my own stuff. Like the whole network of my friends at the time, we would literally sit around tables at lunches, and we would just be bitching about people. As in, "Oh, look at her, and she's put weight on, and she's lost weight, and I wonder what she's done." And it was just a whole conversation about judging and criticism, because actually, all of us at the time were not happy with who we were. Right. So we were just deflecting yep. our own internal trauma and drama onto yep. other people um and yeah like you said once you can actually heal that you're not going to start judging and passing comment on others because you're not doing it on yourself so
1: yeah and it actually feels very um harsh and very um like shocking when you hear other women try and do it to like to you when, they, yeah, when yeah. you hear people bitch and gossip and you're like well that doesn't feel right what Absolutely. what
0: is that um because it beco- like because love becomes your default yes. so when you talk about when you talk about sort of accepting yourself and loving yourself, I'm guessing that there's a bit more to it than standing in front of a mirror with no clothes on and going, oh, my God, I'm gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. that, that never worked for me, I have to say. I,
1: I find that to be, yeah, I don't think that's, that's the way forward. Because, again, I think that is making it all about the reflection and it shouldn't be. You know, for me, self-love and learning to love myself, and that includes my body, um, came down to having a constant communication with my body and being in a constant state of listening to my body and asking, you know, thinking of my body as if she was my best friend or my team, teammate or a girlfriend or someone that I deeply cared about Um, and having that constant dialogue of how can I best support you today? You know, how do you want to be moved? How do you want to be nourished? And yeah, like that to me is what love is. It's having that respect. It's having that trust. It's having that connection and that communication. It's not about looking in the mirror and prodding yourself or or saying, I love you. You know, I mean, obviously you can do that works for some people, but I think we've got to take the, take the power out of our bodies just being a reflection you know, I think when we focus on how our bodies feel rather than just put every every emphasis on how they look, that's when you really take your power back around your body.
0: Absolutely, Absolutely. I like the way that you said about communication as well. Because, like, when we when we talk about reconnecting to ourselves and listening, it is that it's the concept of communicating. Because so many of us we don't do. We are like our head's separate from our bodies, and we're in our head all the time, and we're thinking about stuff, and we're over analyzing things, especially with food whereas from our neck down there's all this amazing information that we're just not listening to exactly
1: and i think especially for for dieters for you know people that have done like long term dieting you know like you and i and controlled their food and then fell out of control around food and and you know we've we've we feel like we are powerless around food and mm-hmm. we've we've disconnected from our bodies um from the neck down because we've just been giving them rules like giving our bodies rules and um trying to control them trying to manipulate them and fighting with them and giving them you know a meal plan or a set of rules or yeah. this is what you're now going to do um and our bodies want to be listened to and we've been trying to just basically force them into submission for a long time so it can be difficult to reestablish that connection when there's when there's been no dis- when there's been no connection for a long time
0: absolutely and i think something as well certainly that comes up with quite a lot of my clients i've noticed when someone starts to reconnect again and like you said if it's been after like a decade of dieting where mm-hmm. they do have to reconnect and listen and pay attention and have conversations with and you know like you said about communication it's really important i find often that women sometimes, they don't always trust themselves. Do you notice that? Like self-trust is also a big part of this, isn't it? Definitely is. And again, that's, that's diet culture to blame, you know, yeah. because diets
1: teach us that we are just useless without rules and structure. But the truth is, our bodies are so much more wise than we give them credit for. If we actually just trusted them, yeah. they we, like think about all the things that our bodies do on a daily basis. Like our bodies are freaking magical things. Yep. the stuff that our bodies do and that the, they carry us through everything, and yet we don't trust them. <laughs> like, it's crazy, we, right? <laughs> like rules and structure when it comes to our food and our weight um yeah so that's that's the big thing and you know your relationship with your body like what constitutes a big a good relationship you know trust is the main thing that you need in a good relationship so it shouldn't be any different with the relationship you have with your body
0: absolutely so based on kind of your experience like with yourself with your clients with the things that you do right now what mm-hmm. would be your suggestion in terms of someone listening to this now is like right I totally understand what she's saying and yeah it makes sense I think dieting is pointless it's not helping me what's the very first thing that someone needs to start doing to start stepping into that place of self-acceptance of love of trust what do, what does someone do that's got no idea
1: mm. so uh, well
0: i know that's a very big question yeah else.
1: <laughs> obviously it depends on their personal kind of situation but the first i give i'll give kind i'll give, give you like three things that i would kind of advise from someone like starting out the first thing I think would be to like throw away the rules, um throw away the rule book and start to actually wait for your body to feel hunger again because most people that have been in this dieting circle have kind of given themselves like this is your meal time, this is what you're eating, this is when you do this and this is when you eat after, you know. Yes. And um I think part of listening to your body and connecting is waiting for that hunger to actually strike and that will really increase your connection with your body if you can learn how to how to do that um because a lot of people that have been dieting don't actually know what hunger feels like anymore mm. or you know they're used to eating way past what full feels like as well so um yeah I'd say like a big one to start it to start with is learn to learn to appreciate like real what real hunger feels like and also what full up feels like um, without eating past full to a point of stuffed, um, so that would be my first one when it comes to actually getting away from dieting and getting more into eating in more of an intuitive way with your body. And
0: that's that's actually really important. Not sorry to just jump in, but actually physical hunger, like you were saying about our bodies, are so freaking amazing at what she's doing. Mm. So many people that struggle with food, they they do, they completely tune out to hunger, and that's one of like our primeval. It's like if you're not paying attention to being hungry, then you're never going to know when to stop. You're never going to know when you're needing to eat. Exactly. Um,
1: And then on the other hand, you've got people that um feel hungry and they think yes and then they ignore the hunger and they don't eat yes you know um so it's recognizing that that is your body speaking to you absolutely <laughs> like that body wanting to communicate which is what we're trying to do here so actually listening to that and understanding what that means it doesn't mean yay I'm losing weight because I'm not listening to my hunger you know it yeah, means yeah. right I need to nourish my body
0: what does my body want to be nourished with so um so that would be that would be a really big one definitely um I think yeah I think quite a lot of people because some people are actually scared of hunger as well certainly from some people that I've spoken to over the years and I think that like you said it just comes from diet mentality doesn't it it's that fear of oh but I'm hungry that means I need to eat and I don't want to eat because I'm trying to lose weight and I don't trust myself with food so you yes. can see how everything it's a domino it's just all connected mm, completely and vicious spiral yeah. okay so physical hunger is definitely a good place to start and then what what would be top tip Top tip number two.
1: I would say focus on how you want your body to feel rather than putting all your emphasis on how you want your body to look. I love that one, yeah. Um, You know, think about how you really want your body to feel. You know, you and your body are in this for the long haul. So um, I always advise stop focusing on the sprint, focus on the marathon. Um, This is like you're in this, you're on this journey for many many years so forget the three week bikini blitz or you know f- yeah i don't know two weeks to lose half a stone or yep. whatever these quick fix diets are you know and re- realize that you're in this for a long for fear for the long haul you're in this for a long journey so Enjoy the journey and get curious about what you're learning about your relationship with food. I think when we can approach things with a really curious, um, playful approach, rather than judging yourself, like on being good or bad, um, then it that develops a really loving relationship with ourselves because we we are loving what we're seeing, not judging it. We're just playful and just getting curious. Absolutely,
0: Absolutely. because our bodies are the only ones we ever have, (laughs) depending on what you believe. (laughs) Right,
1: and like even if you. Like say you were, I don't know, say if you were comparing yourself to someone else's body, let's just say a celebrity, let's just say Cameron Diaz, right? Yeah. Let's say you eat exactly what she eats for a year and you train exactly the way she trains for a year. Yeah. You still don't have her body, right? <laughs> Even if you did it for five years or 10 years, your bodies would not be the same, right? So I think women think women think of their dream body and they think of it as someone else's body. Um, you don't get to swap your body, ladies. Like you have your body, make friends with with your body and work with her rather than work work against her. Absolutely. Recognize that our bodies are are our bodies. Like we don't get to change them or swap them no matter how hard we compare ourselves to someone else's. It's just not going to happen.
0: Absolutely. Now that's really important because yeah, if you don't get to that place of being able to recognize that that is yours and you're not going to change it and there isn't going to be another one. Um, I think Janine Roth says something quite interesting about, well, you're basically giving your life away, aren't you? If you're waiting for your dream body to arrive and that's never going to happen, you're going to spend your entire existence in a body that you're not happy with. Um, And that defeats the whole purpose of having this amazing body in the first place. Yeah, completely. Okay, so that would be tip number two so what else would you suggest
1: Mm. we've got any more a few there um so for someone that's kind of just started yeah what about what what about
0: food like food food in particular because I know that obviously good food bad food thinking is really common with people that have got screwed up relationships with food
1: so what's what's your
0: approach with food and eating
1: yeah. So my approach with this, especially from from a from an ex dieting mentality, you know, I, I I see a lot of people still using these terms on track or off track or on the wagon off the wagon. Yeah. So I always encourage people to like basically like this track and this wagon idea is just a complete illusion that we've kind of been given by diet culture to make us feel bad about ourselves. Totally. So We're either feeling virtuous. On track, or we're feeling disastrous, like a failure off track. And so, my advice would be completely ditch that mentality altogether and just start seeing your life as a series of choices. And some of those choices include food, and some of them don't. So, one choice around food that might not have nourished your body in the long term doesn't mean that you have to then make six or seven more bad choices that day. It's literally one choice. Take ownership over
0: it, and then move on with your life. Wow, that's a really good one. So, if you have a biscuit, it's not the end of the world. You don't have to eat the whole packet,
1: right? And I, I completely was there, and I literally did yeah. this so much. You know, one biscuit would mean I would eat six more biscuits, a bag of crisps, a cake, a bowl of pasta, and get pizza. <laughs> Right. And then I get a pizza. Right. Exactly. And so many women are stuck in this cycle. But when we forget the notion that we either are good or bad or on or off track and we just see it as one choice and then we've still got the power within us on when it comes to that next choice, when it comes around.
0: I think that's a really good way of looking at it, actually, because power, again, for someone that's in this dysfunctional cycle, a lot of women don't believe they have the power to get out of it because they've given their control away, haven't they? Yeah, and you know
1: the truth is we we kind of I'm sure you will hear women say say this and that's that I feel out of control around food yes. or powerless around food yeah. and yeah the only way that you will feel powerless around food or you will feel out of control around food is when you've been trying really hard to control it in the first place. Yeah. If you weren't trying so hard to be controlling over it, then you wouldn't feel out of control. Like you're, you're perpetuating the cycle yourself by doing this controlling thing in the first place
0: absolutely it's like the more we try and control food the more that food actually controls us (laughs) if we pay attention yeah
1: exactly and it's food like it's not like it doesn't have magic powers but I used to think that food was literally controlling my life and calling my name from inside the fridge you know or inside the cupboards and I felt so powerless around it but it's only because I was desperately clinging to rules and regulations and control. You know, I I was I was perpetuating that cycle
0: myself. I had the power all along. Yeah, mindset, like you said, you know, mindset how we think about things, how we perceive things. Like we've got as human beings, we've got so much potential within us to just form anything that we want to be real for us, but often we just focus on certainly when it comes to food and eating, we do focus on the, I can't do this, it's really difficult, I don't know what to do, I've got no power, I'm out of control. And that just becomes your reality, doesn't it? It did for me for like a decade. Definitely. Um, I mean, it's exactly that, like, it's all about the stories
1: that we consistently tell ourselves. mm -hmm. So if you're constantly telling yourself, you know, you failed, you're useless at this, you're powerless around food, or you're a chocolate addict, or you yes. can't without sugar, you know, all of these things are just stories that we are telling ourselves, so they will become your reality, if you're repeating it to yourself all the time.
0: Absolutely, if you say anything long enough, you start to believe it, don't you, and then when you believe it, that's it, it's a given, it's, it's real. <laughs> Make it real, because you want to prove it to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. But I think I think those three top tips, I think mean for everyone listening, if you're totally new to this concept of ditching your diet, sorting your shit out with food, I think those three top tips are really quite, they're really significant ones. You know, I think if anybody actually applies what you've just said, I think they're going to start noticing some kind of shift in terms of food and eating. Mm, thank you. um You mentioned your book. I know all about your book because I've been, yeah, I know all about this. This is really <laughs> exciting. You've got a book that's about to be published. Yes. Tell us all about it. So I have a book so
1: coming out so in, in three weeks with Hay House. It's called The Goddess Revolution Make Peace with Food, Love Your Body, and Reclaim Your Life. um I'm really excited about it. It's basically a book full of mindset tools, shifts, lessons that I've learned from working with women. Obviously, it also contains my story, but it also contains about 10 other stories from women that I've worked with and their own their own journeys. Um, but it's mainly full of tools and lessons of how you can shift your attitude around food and your body. So um, I'm really excited about it. I'm really hoping that it's going to reach a lot of women that need it um, because I do, I do really pe- think that so many people still need this um so many people still need help with this there's so many women that are struggling with food and with their body image and with their weight and they think that it has to be their life forever and my gosh it does not
0: absolutely I think when you said it's about you know kind of so many women just to kind of suppose we reiterate what we've been talking about the last 40 minutes or so. This is actually for anybody, whether you've got an eating disorder, whether you're just constantly dieting, whether you diet sometimes and then you don't bother some other times. This is actually for anybody who doesn't find eating an easy thing to do. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of
1: stuff in there for emotional eaters. You know, there's a lot of stuff in there for women who don't really understand this love your body concept. They don't really get what it means. Um, Because I don't think that body love and body acceptance means give up being healthy or give up exercising. I think it actually means love yourself enough to do those in a positive way with with a good attitude. So I think there's this whole movement at the moment that's like body confidence, body acceptance. But it's really important, I think, that we still encourage we're still encouraging people to live health healthily yeah um it doesn't mean give up accept your body as it
0: is so sod it who cares what you eat go and go and stuff your face yeah no that's true actually i think you know there's the body positive movement as we were chatting about before i'm obviously completely behind it i think it's an awesome message we need more people doing that but at the same time there's still a slight element of the body positive movement that does also imply like you've said oh well i give up (laughs) yeah exactly as in like you know yeah give up and I'm just gonna eat this and I'm not really gonna bother too much about food because food's just food so I'm just gonna gorge myself on all these things that aren't bad but I'm gonna have them anyway I think like you said I think a lot of people misunderstand the concept that body acceptance is not about throwing your body Mm. wisdom out the window it's the complete opposite it's about still listening it's about still tuning in but you're coming from that place of I'm worth this yes as opposed to I hate myself I need to change.
1: Right, you're coming from a place of, exactly, I love myself enough to do this for it, you know, and, you know, it doesn't mean you can't still want to change your body, it just means that you're doing it by way of upgrading, and in a way that feels really good for you, and not from a punishment or hate um, mentality.
0: Absolutely, and we can all deal with a bit of that, can't we? (laughs) like
1: I think another part of body love is is taking responsibility for your body yeah um and not treating her like a trash can
0: totally I think if more women could do that then the world would be a far happier place to live in and a lot of industries would go out of business
1: (laughs) very very true
0: (laughs) very true so for those of you obviously you mentioned your book where can we find more stuff out about um about what you do Mel so where can we find you on the um on the internet?
1: On the internet.
0: <laughs> I am at
1: melwells.com And my book is now available on Amazon for pre-order. Awesome. I will be getting myself a copy, don't you worry. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, it's worth mentioning, if you do pre-order it, I've got loads of like digital book bonuses. So I've got eBooks on healing your relationship with food that you'll get for free. I've got recipe books to kickstart a healthier lifestyle, if that's something that you need to know a bit more about. And if you pre-order three books, so the idea is that you get, one for you and two for your girlfriends, then you get entered into a competition prize draw to win a spot on my retreat in Bali this year. Oh my gosh, did you hear that?
0: Did everybody hear that? So it's in your interest to or- all <laughs> and share, it, share the love with your girlfriend. Right I- then, let's see how many copies I can order.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: cool oh listen Mel it's been an absolute pleasure to finally talk to you I kind of feel like I've known you for ages and we've not physically spoken apart from over over the internet so to speak um but yeah I think what you're doing is so so needed there are so many women out there that need to hear what you have to say um and I'm just really really proud to have spoken to you and you know kind of thrown a few ideas around with you today so thank you very much oh totally thank you so much Thank you very much. Have an awesome day, and we'll be catching up soon at some point, I'm sure. All right, lovely. Speak to you soon. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ditch the Diet Radio, everyone, with your host, Rachel Foy. That's me. If you've got ever any questions, then you can email me at info at rachelfoy.com. Be sure to check out the website, rachelfoy.com, for your free gifts and other bits and pieces. And if you would like to leave a review or subscribe to the podcast, then please do so. I am trying my absolute best right now to get the most amazing, incredible and inspirational people on the podcast show. And if there's anyone that you would really like me to interview, then drop me a message and I will see what I can do. Have an awesome day and remember that you can have a life where food doesn't control you. I can't wait to show you how. Bye.